Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and tight. you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Talk to Ryan in Hot Springs first. Ryan, you've got some memories you want to share this morning. Yeah, uh, I forgot to do one for me sports. Two of them are uh, with Auburn. Uh, beating, beating them when they're number one in basketball was fantastic. And then, of course, this year uh, ending the streak, I was so glad to see that because, man, I hate losing to that school. So daggum bad. And then uh, for baseball, would probably be the uh, come, come from behind win to, uh, when we beat Oklahoma State. Yeah, that was great. I mean, if you're talking about the one where right, it was a game three, or are you talking about? And I guess that was a it was a weird because it was regional, so I, I guess technically it would have been game three that they actually played. Yeah, the one where um, our, our shortstop, all of a sudden his name's escaping me. Uh, hit hit that Jaylen, flash and put Jalen Battle. Yeah, so that would have been yeah. when, when they played uh, that game that went late into the night. I remember that because right. I was watching it. Like Washington and Battles hit that grand slam. I swear everyone at the lake could probably hear me scream at that point. Hey, where, where uh, were you at uh, at Shangri-La? Now, not that weekend. It was at Mountain Harbor that weekend. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, but, well, I hope you all have a great day. Happy New Year. And uh, I'll try to call you all. Maybe try to call in on Tuesday, maybe. Ryan, really appreciate it. So Stillwater being as close as it is, a lot of people made their way for that regional. And – this baseball team is kind of weird. You're so t- traditionally used to playing a regional, super regional, a Bob Walker Stadium. You had to win in Cha- you had to win in Stillwater, then you had to go all the way out east to Chapel Hill. You won that one too, which was a great series. That was a lot of fun. Postseason baseball this year was a lot of fun, Tommy. Yeah, when you check the record for the baseball program, home versus road in the postseason, you might be surprised at that. Playing at home isn't always the edge you think it is. I mean, Arkansas had a lot of success doing what they did this past year. They've done it. You know, you can name off. I remember going to Baylor and winning. You, you, you've went to a lot of places over the years when they've gotten to the College World Series and done it. I don't want to say through the back door, but you know, playing at Bomb hasn't always worked out. Playing on the road has worked out more often than not. It seems like in in the last ten or so years. Yeah, well, you think about it. So, oh four when you beat. Florida State, you were at home, but then 09, you went to Tallahassee mm-hmm. and advanced. 012, or 12, you went to Baylor and advanced. 15, it would have been a road series, but the Missouri State exactly debacle because right. they had the, the minor league team. Then 2017, you're at home. 2018, you're at home. But kind of like you're saying, there's been times like in, in 20, I guess it was 2017, where you lost to Missouri State. And 2018, you win. 2019, you win. So, yeah, there's been times where you've been at home, you've been the higher seed in either regional or super regional, and you haven't come out on top kind of like you expected to. Yeah. Uh, you think right. about the team that with uh, with with Kevin Copps and Boyce and those guys when they win that regional against Nebraska and then you end up losing to North Carolina State, who unfortunately got COVID and wasn't able to advance the College World Series. That's another one that stands out. B.A. is in El Dorado. Good morning, B.A. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Morning, buddy. And uh, hey, uh, <clears throat> first of all, um, Tommy looked like sounded like he was reading my medical chart when he was talking about QC Kinetic with lingering <laughs> pains. <laughs> yeah, they can get you. They get you fixed up, BA. So. <laughs> I'm like, who who gave who gave you my chart? But it's, it's, it's old man anyway, stuff, isn't he, it? Just old man stuff. It is. It is. <laughs> but it's better than dying young. Yeah, that's exactly for sure. right. The alternatives aren't any better. <laughs> Hey, uh, before before I talk about that that bowl game, um, you said just a sports memory. I have two. Um, one, my wife had never been to an Arkansas Razorback game. Oh, I got wow. to take her this year to uh, to the LSU game. Of course, it's cold, cold, cold. You know. Um, and then two, my oldest son uh, took me to a World Series to game two this year, and uh, the Astros won. So 
that that's my two best memories this year from from sports. Back to the the bowl game, Tommy. As a fellow of uh, high school official, you and I both know the number one rule is do not insert yourself into the game. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's exactly what happened. You had a, an official who saw who reacted to what he thought he saw. I, there's no way well, from where he was he sees that play. B, I would even say B.A. even reacted to what he heard because anyone that's been around a football field, when helmets collide, there's a certain sound of that. It, it's distinct. It's yes. distinct, and it's kind of like a kind of like a, a baseball coming off a metal bat. There's, there's just a certain sound to it that you know and recognize, and Anyone that's had a whistle around their neck or a flag in their pocket at some point has made the mistake of not seeing the whole play. You see the tail end of something. You don't know where it began. And if you make the mistake of reacting to that with a flag, then oftentimes you're wrong when you go back and review the film. I don't know because it was hard to tell watching the TV copy where it came from, what the what the line of sight angle was, all of those things. But it, it's got the makings of exactly how I just described it, B.A., that you didn't see the whole play, and I don't even know how you could see the whole play with the way all those players were kind of wadded up in there and where McAdoo was coming from the backside. So I just continue to contend the flag should have never been thrown on the field and replay should have never gotten involved. Absolutely right. And, and you know, you said about the Pac-12 crew. Remember, they're not used to the physicality that of the SEC. I mean, we, we talk about the Big 12 being a, a running gun, no physicality. The Pac-12 doesn't have the physical play that the SEC has week in and week out. So, no, they're not, they're not accustomed to seeing people get hit yeah. that hard and hearing it that loud. There's just there's no way. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep off in an officiating conversation, but I think what this also tells us is across the board, across the landscape, more scrutiny should be and will be put on replay officials their training process, what goes on there. That the public may not know about it, but I think behind the scenes, uh, you'll have more mm-hmm. more training, more safety nets, more everything, and maybe at some point collaborative replay for bowl games. You're right. You're right. Well, hey, great listening this morning, gentlemen. Keep up the good job. Yeah. Appreciate it, BA. We overlooked the replay booth as some level of I think that the level of importance of the replay booth is being more and more shown out uh as the seasons march on and you just gotta get you gotta get better people in there across the board i think you gotta elevate the game it's not just this place you stick a retired official anymore and and hope it goes great i think i think they're really putting some processes in place to help train these guys and uh i i I think in a lot of cases you got the big 10 and the in the sec that have gotten a lot of this kind of led the way with a lot of this it's still a you know still a new angle on officiating that they're trying to all figure out together but the pac-12 clearly way behind why don't you apply so we can get some calls do some other so you, want, you want biased uh absolutely favor you want biased favoritism towards us yeah yeah well I, you're seeing you're seeing people come off the field or people that haven't gotten on the field more and more get into replay uh where they can't get a spot on the field but they're really good with the rules and they're really good with with communicating and these type of things you need to, to evaluate and you know those that's behind the scenes and kind of in the weeds but the way you're going about identifying replay officials i think has changed from from what i'm hearing from my friends and buddies that are that are working at that level speaking of behind the scenes we didn't really get an explanation on rocket sanders did we i mean he goes out early in the first quarter i don't want the same they thing showed that- him on tv come back and kind of he was over there kind of messing around the exercise bike or whatever uh, then that, that was kind of the last we heard right it's kind of eerie last year with dominique johnson and i thought for a while and i got told this but it wasn't concrete enough for me to talk about it that he had torn his acl i was just sitting there like sitting on that information i was like i can't say this on the air because i don't know if it's true or not but that's what we expect that that's what he did right and then he tore it again so i i don't know what rocket's dealing with right now but hopefully we and we're not going to. But I wish we got something concrete so I don't have to think about a a star running back being potentially injured this offseason like Dominique was because that was very under the radar kind of talked about. And I don't think it was addressed enough by us because we saw that that not that Rocket didn't have a great season, but Dominique was one of your best players last year, and it was just well, kind of weird. And I assume 
Sam Pittman will have an end of season kind of wrap up press conference probably mm-hmm. after the first of the year, and that will be a topic. I haven't seen an email, but I would imagine that would be planned the somewhere between Tuesday and Friday of next week uh, would be my guess. But I'm you know mm-hmm. I'm that, that's just kind of what traditionally has been done. So you know that will come up. You know I'm like you. You hope it's nothing severe or anything that's going to take him out of spring. Rocket and KJ, how much contact do you think they're taking in the spring anyway? I, like less than zero? Probably, yeah, probably not a you lot. The good, and you brought this up earlier this week. If you think about the dynamic of the Southeastern Conference this next year with quarterbacks, I don't know what Will Rogers is doing, but I know Hinton Hooker's out of eligibility. Bryce Young's going to the NFL. Will Levis is going to the NFL. A lot of guys right now that were above KJ are going to be gone or contemplating leaving. So you're going to have, I think, based on just kind of going through the teams off the top of my head real quick, you're going to have the best one-two punch in the SEC next year. That is not a homer statement. When you look down, maybe you could say Jaden Daniels and whoever LSU lines up at running back. I'd be okay with that. Dart didn't really show me anything this year for Ole Miss to be. And I guess, I mean, Spencer Rattler, they lost some of their best players skill-wise, but... You will probably have either the best or second best one-two punch at running back and quarterback next year in the conference based on who's leaving. Yeah. Well, it, it, I want to come back just for a second to this running back deal. And, and what you're talking about with, with KJ is right. But you know, what were we talking about all year long or you know, when we talked about team depth going into the year? Deepest place on the team was where? Running, running back. back. No mm-hmm. question. I mean, and Rocket separated himself from the conversation with the way he played early and played often throughout the year. But and and listen, Arkansas was not playing the Georgia Bulldogs the other night. We we get that defensively, but Rocket gets three carries in the game, plays very sparingly as far as I don't know. You know, they don't put a minutes number by it like you do in football. But I bet those minutes would have been less than ten that he was on the field for. Correct. Yeah. You know, and the and the team still rushes. For, for 400 yards, essentially, 394. Yeah. And so, I mean, while no one, you know, everybody hopes Rockets fine, move forward into spring, no big problems. The depth we talked about before the year showed itself right here with DeBinion, with A.J. Green, and, and let's be honest, K.J. Jefferson still kind of the bell cow running the football, been that one-two punch with Sanders, yeah. and he continued to be so with 130 yards himself. I was going to say, he busted 100, Basically Rashad busted 100, but... AJ was what ninety eight ninety nine yeah ninety nine I mean, three bus ninety nine yeah that's that's what you're at so and next year they they're bringing this kid Isaiah August Dave I think he's out of Florida that flew up the recruiting rankings was initially a three star and then climbed to a consensus four star this kid's a stud I'm hoping that he maybe can have an impact like Rashad DeBinion did so there's going to be a lot of depth there at running back that you're really excited about if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan I just throw again, another word in there quality. Yeah, depth. because number it's not just numbers you got. You got quality dudes. I want to know. So with Rocket, he wasn't a semifinalist or a finalist for the Doak. Or I think. Oh, sorry. I think he was a semi. I don't think he was a finalist for the Doak Walker. I would think based on and they put this graphic on ESPN the other night. The guys coming back, he's definitely going to be one of the favorites for that Doak Walker next year. So an award you haven't won since Darren won it back to back in 06, 07. Maybe. I mean. Who's the left and right tackles next year? We can't really pin that down yet. Yeah, I mean, Luke, Luke Jones is gone. Dalton Wagner's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, you got you got the interior of the line, I think, kind of, you know, got a good idea there. But, you know, before we get carried away with postseason awards, we need to figure out who the offensive line's mm-hmm. going to be. Yeah, I think – I can't remember that Braun kid coming from Florida as a tackle or a guard. But, yeah, no, they did – I know what Clay and I discussed and you and I discussed yesterday is you really did like what a Marion Harris did. Now, you just brought up – we weren't playing Georgia on Wednesday night. We were no. playing Kansas. There's much difference. But it was positive to see a Marion come in. And, I mean, where did they run a lot of times between the, mm-hmm. between the garden center? I and mean, it did, looked good. Ultimately, they didn't end up winning the game quite the way we thought they would. Obviously, some, some plans fell apart. But we, we sat here all week and going into this, you got to run to win. You got to mm-hmm. run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And they, yeah. that's 
pretty much how they won the football game, 400 yards. Yep, that's exactly what they did. Well, that's going to be Michigan goal. Michigan's goal tomorrow when they take on TCU. They want to dominate the line of scrimmage, as does Georgia. Two college football playoff games, Michigan against TCU, Georgia against Ohio State. Now, Sonny Dyke said this to say about the Southeastern Conference scheduling. He said, we don't have the good fortune to play out-of-conference games like the SEC does in Week 10 or Week 11. We caught Texas in Week number 10. So that's what... Dykes is saying, I don't know, again, he's not playing an SEC team, but he still took a shot at the SEC. <laughs> this is a uh, a team that came out of nowhere. I mean, Dykes in his first year in Fort Worth, and Max Duggan and company have been terrific. Well, for well, Why is that, Ty? Why do they not have the luxury to do that? At least, And they will begin next year. Well, they only the, have... T- it's, it's, right, yeah, it's the numbers. Co- yeah, it's not another conference. I mean, so they, they play a full round robin with nine, so I mean, to sit here and take a shot, well, we're not playing, you know, the Sisters of the Poor in week 10 or 11 well get out of here it's your own conference but they can't even you're the big 12 and you only have 12 teams now i know that's going to fix itself but you know get out of here with that talk so i think the the, the pressure in that game it's more not more on harbaugh because you've made it to a college football semifinal last year you got trashed by georgia now you're taking on a team that has a lot to play for that feels like they got gypped out of the big 12 championship and they want to prove that they can belong in the national championship and you're still waiting on as the former Michigan quarterback to go to a national championship he's got a great shot tomorrow which teams exceeded expectations TCU which one's trying to still meet them Michigan exactly so I mean that you're exactly right where the pressure resides because Michigan they consider themselves a blue blood you know they consider themselves an elite college football program Here's a chance to maybe actually make a real case for yourself. I w- would you say in the last 20 years, Michigan's been a blue blood and a powerhouse in college football? Certainly not consistently. You wouldn't put them there with the Ale- – even, I mean, forget Bama. You know, forget Georgia in the last five years. You wouldn't put them even with the LSUs. I mean – They just hadn't won a national championship. you got to win a national championship. Yeah, LSU's so. done that, and Michigan hasn't. But, again, Harbaugh's got that chance to take the next step. Yeah. They've done it with the line of scrimmage. You really like what they do that. That's why people were really high on Kiero Small, who's up there as an assistant strength and defense – or, excuse me, a strength and conditioning coach because of what those line of scrimmages have been on both sides of football. Dominate Ohio State in the second half. The last game we've got a chance to see them see uh, play. We'll see if they can do the same game, same against TCU. Now the other game, Georgia at Ohio State. Ohio State played their worst game of the season in the finale against their rivals, the Michigan Wolverines. You know how good C.J. Stroud is. There's a reason he was in New York at the Heisman Trophy. Didn't win. Caleb Williams did. But I think he's got something to play for, as does Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, the Marvin Harrisons that you know that played with Peyton Manning in the Indianapolis Colts for quite some time. His son is incredible. He's an awesome wide receiver, and it's just one of the many that Ohio State have had lately under Brian Hartline, who's the wide receivers coach up there. I want to know, does Kirby Smart prove like how much does he have to prove tomorrow night they haven't lost yet they lose tomorrow i think that's the game tomorrow night is that like a big deal or is it just like they played against a really good offense that just had their worst game of the season prior to this one it's got to depend on how you lose right i mean if you get you get stomped you get beat three touchdowns that's a different conversation than losing on a field goal at, at the end of the game so i mean you get to this point, I mean, TCU's kind of the outlier as far as name yep. game, but is there a lot of shame if you lose to Ohio State or, or vice versa if you lose to Georgia? or I mean, I mean, TCU feels like, and I'm sure that inside their four walls, the conversation's different. They're the one team that's just on house money. Everybody I else got some, got some some work to do. So, uh, no, I don't think there's any shame just based on, from, at least from a, a mass public perception, just based on, you know, we got – you got big time Goliaths here clashing. Mm-hmm. There's seems to me to be one David in the mix. Some of the other games, Tennessee is going to take on Clemson, the really orange goal bowl. You got the battle of the backups. Joe Milton taking on that. I think it's Klubnik kid. Uh, DJU's out in Corvallis uh, at Oregon State now. So that's what the uh, the battle is going to be between backups. And then last time you'll get to see Bryce Young and Will Anderson in Alabama uniforms as they take on K State in the Sugar Bowl. That's is that New Year's Day or is that tomorrow? This, uh, 
New, uh, the Sugar Bowl? Yeah. I thought that was New Year's Eve at 11. That, that is tomorrow? Okay. Uh, double check me. I've looked at so many of these, but I think that's right when, when Bama plays. Okay. So, so that'll, be, second, that'll be curious. Alabama, it's always curious to see which Alabama team shows up in the non-playoffs slash non-championship games. We've seen them throttle a team like Michigan State, and we've also seen them come up short against a team like Oklahoma. I don't know which Bama team's going to show up, but I am excited to see Bryce Young in his final game. Yeah, that, that game's at 11 a.m. ESPN. Bama's a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the Bet Saracen line. So uh, as far as SEC teams go, you got four games uh, involving SEC teams mm-hmm. on Saturday. A lot, of, uh, a lot of good SEC action this weekend. I'm excited to see it. And, you know, the Music City Bowl's kind of mixed in the – the mesh there at uh, at 11, and that game's on ABC, same time as the Bama-Kansas State game. So that's Kentucky and Iowa. So that's the kind of the, the one outlier, if you will, of the big, of the big games. I'm going to be around a lot of Kentucky and Iowa fans this weekend in Nashville. I mean, that's going to be nothing. Game's but, you, you might as yeah. well go to the game. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought about it. I was thinking about it, but it just... I'd rather stay home and watch some of the better. I'm going to pull you and stay home and watch some of the better well, games that do. day. It's almost a day you don't even need the second TV, but I'll gonna be nice weather I'm, I'm on the patio fire oh absolutely marshmallows i don't care about that but uh land sharks yes definitely that <laughs> probably some gumbo it's like a gumbo pot of gumbo day but uh hey one thing we'll all be doing as we sit around is doing what what do we do when we just sit Pull out our phones see what's on the phone, internet you're looking on the internet you're checking reels on facebook or tiktok or whatever you're doing hey is your business being found online uh, it might be because your website stinks and, and you know, it stinks. You just don't want to admit it because you know, you had your niece do it and you don't want to be ugly to her cause you don't want to deal with your sister on that. And I, I, we get it, but it's time to make sure your website looks great because it's the number one way people find your business when it comes to introducing yourself. I mean, they're, they're finding you at three in the morning while you're sound asleep. Are you making that first impression you want? Matchstick studios and our friends with modular orange have a great product that are right design launch Host, secure, all the things you don't even want to know about. It's how the sausage is made. Take care of your website. It's $95 a month with no additional fees, no upfront costs, no, you know, no tricks. They're just going to get you a great-looking website. Look at the product. See what you think. Go to modularorange.com. That's modularorange.com. Or call Jordan. You're going to love your first conversation with Jordan and his team. 479-755-3043. At 755-3043. Again, check out, while you're looking at your phone this weekend, modularorange.com. That's modularorange.com. I am absolutely... If you are buying or selling... Sorry about that. I am absolutely thrilled to let y'all know that it is bacon day. The best combo, is there anything that you can add bacon to that's not good? Can you add bacon to gumbo? I've never put bacon in a gumbo, but it would make a, gr- a great, um, if you fried up some bacon and use that grease for your roux, I can't imagine why. I mean, let's be honest. You could put bacon around a cat turd and it'd make it taste. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a culinary marvel, yeah. if you will. I think it's You ever it's been awesome. to one of these bacon bars, you know, where, where everything's bacon themed? I've smelled a bacon candle. I don't know if I've gone that far. I've seen. Well, I mean, you, you watch Food Network or whatever. You'll see these bacon bars. Bacon right? you know bars. Well, I mean, where they're you know you go in, they have you get you a drink. It could be bacon themed, but you, you know they all kinds of bacon appetizers and bacon dishes. So. Guess it's something. My I cholesterol goes up just watching just those watching kind of shows. Yeah. Okay. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. At the end of our conversation with Richard Davenport yesterday, you asked him what his New Year's resolution was, and he responded, ah, not really into those. Are you into those? Is it something you do? Not really. I mean, 
I need to I need to get back to going to the gym. I need to eat better. But that's not that's a new every new month resolution, you know. So I say I've heard that same thing for four years of working here. Well, I mean, I, if I don't do something, I'm going to end up like you. So I got to do something about it. So uh, yeah, so tall I, and thin. <laughs> tall, thin, and ugly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, no, I, most of mine boringly center around things I want to get done here. You know, because it feels like that's the one thing I might actually have some control or say over is what we need to get done here. So, you know, I have any control of going to the gym or eating better. This place is actually the reason I can't get to the gym, if you'll know the truth. So, I would say my one, my kind of dorky Aids one. on me. Okay. So. My dorky one would be read more. I used to be an avid reader. I've got this nightstand that's got all these books that I bought and collected over the years that have just not gotten well, how big read. is this nightstand yay high uh, i don't know well, how many books five are on feet it? how many books I mean, have you collected over the years you got many leather bound books a hundred plus books in this the smell of rich stand. mahogany uh, i got a candle that i got for christmas a what? in our stocking candle Okay. No, I mean a candle that's on top that smells really good my room is the best smelling room in the house because our house smells like a trash can because it's three guys that live there but now i'd like to read more and stuff so why do you stack yeah. them up there if you haven't read in years you haven't lived i, there I haven't read years. consistently in years i'll occasionally crack one open but I, i'm talking about like i used to read every every night wow. and now like you, you brought up the tiktok and facebook reels i think oh, we're wasting our brains yeah. yeah it's just it's decomposing i need to learn and people are gonna laugh have you ever read a book that's not a book i mean like read it on a tablet I don't like doing that. I, I, I like a hard copy. I'm like you with you the know, ticket. I like something in yeah, my hand. and Yeah. I want to be able to fold a page. Yeah, and feel the crease and feel the... I need to uh, learn, though, to... You know, my my kids have had those Kindles and stuff like that. Over, I need to learn to, to, to start digesting information through some kind of tablet. Just, uh, Kindles are cheap. I mean, you can read books on Kindle or... You know, now you're supposed to listen to books. They make it even lazier for people like me. Okay. I'm not sure you absorb it there because I got too much ADHD going on. You'll be telling me one thing and I'm thinking about washing the car, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's just, you know, just crazy. Yeah. So that would be my, my fun one. Uh, and I'll ask you for more, uh, I guess this is, it's, it's going to end up being funny, but what, what is the worst place outside of hell for a man to be in? For a man to be in? Yes. The worst place. Divorce court? <laughs> yeah, that's probably know. that's probably up there. This might one. be worse. Yeah, this might be worse. Bueller, anyone? That's close. That's I'd, close. I, I, that might be. It's the friend zone, right? I, Is that the again, worst place for a man to be I, in? Again, as as what I said uh, last hour, I met my wife uh, twenty one years ago next week. So I, I you okay. know, I haven't worried about the friend zone for it's a while. Been, it's been a while, but. Some of you men either were in it at one point or still in it or whatever. Some some ladies have been. It's not just a a singular male sexual type of thing. It's for anyone that's been there. So, 2023, I'm putting this to our listeners. So, when they not only ask me about sports, they'll ask me about this as well. I'm going to get out of the friend zone. What are you going to do to uh, accomplish I don't this? know, but I'm going to get out. I got to hey, figure that out. have you been here two years? Four? Four and a half. Three? I'm going to get out of the friend zone with this. That'd be good. One gal. That, that shut down a lot of the office rumors. The so. office rumors. <laughs> get out as best you know, I can. I, now, I, how I, I get out? I usually didn't believe the things that Arnes told me, but I'm beginning to wonder if there's some truth to them. So we'll see if this happens, you know? Have to get so. out of it at some point. So the, the idea of putting this on air at 720 December the 30th the 2020 I am putting the yeah. pressure on myself so not only Put when I on yourself when not only get asked sports questions it's going to be followed up at the end of a, a conversation with are you out of the friend zone yet so every conversation I have with the listener is going to be about sports and then it's going to end with are you out of the friend zone yet so I am putting the pressure and the onus upon myself well. To do that said thing. We're already getting advice from our very intelligent audience. And JT in Hot Springs says, let's start with a shower. Yeah, a shower good this haircut, morning. Got a great deodorant. haircut. Or I'm getting little, one to start out 2023. Little, deodorant, little cologne might, um, you know. I wear Stetson cologne like the cowboy hat, Tommy. It smells really good. Yeah, my great-grandpa had some of that. Did he? Yeah. It smells good, man. <laughs> I uh, I was sampling Come cologne. On, be like Coach Pitt, man. Get some of that old school green bottle polo, man. I uh, I actually, <laughs> the first cologne I ever used was that. My dad passed it down to me. It was Polo Ralph Lauren Green. 
back in the day. But no, the Stetson, I was just smelling clothes at Walmart, and I saw that Stetson yeah. one. I was like, this is the same as my cowboy hat. Yeah, all the fine colognes. I smelled it. <laughs> smelled it. I was like, that's good. So that is, again, I'm putting the pressure on myself, not only this morning, but the rest of 2023 to not sit on my hands and actually do something productive. You're going to practice that side what you preach, finally. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> he sounds very confident this morning. That's going to do it for your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the weight and eating? Uh, well, I guess we're both... Uh, oh, I think there's a better chance of me losing 30 pounds. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas. No, get on the bet, Saracen app. Let's see if we can get some odds on that. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Baxter Health. Compassionate care beyond measure. So Chuck's going to be back with us next week. What do you think he's doing on his day off, Tommy? Well, I know what he's doing. I'm going to tell everybody. I think he's probably just catching his breath a little bit. Playing golf? I think that's probably what he'd like to be doing. Man, it sounds like he's having to work or something. No, I think he's probably having a good time. I mean, we all... Hey... We got a little break, a little breath, you know, around this Christmas holiday. And it reminds me of how much sometimes you just need to take a day or two and catch your breath. His his schedule's so frantic, but uh, a lot of good football. I bet, I bet he's like a lot of us. He's going to be watching mm-hmm. TV a lot this weekend because, you know, it really tomorrow from 11 a.m. in the morning to your eyes can't stay open, you're going to have some great football to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, four SEC games, including that Kentucky-Iowa game, but, you know, Bama in the Sugar Bowl at uh, – at 11 a.m. against Kansas State. I think that could be a really good football game. Yeah. You were talking about the Masters earlier. Tommy, I know it's Tiger's birthday today because yours is tomorrow. Born on this day, 1975. Yeah. 15 I was titles. Born the very next day. Yeah. We're the, basically the same age. 81 PGA Tour wins, 41 Europe titles. Is there any good golf event coming up that he's in? Well, he played that PNC, uh, parent and child. Two weeks ago or whatever it was. With Charlie. He, he hadn't committed to, I don't think he's committed to, to much of anything. So I would like to think, or I, I guess I'm hopeful, that the next big thing he's doing is the Masters. Is that going to be that way here on out where he's just playing majors, Tommy? It's kind it's of been the way it is. He's playing like 10, what, maybe 10 events before his health um, in the car wreck. I mean, we all just got to come to terms with Tiger here on his 47th birthday that he's 47 number one yeah even if he hadn't had all the problems he's 47 doesn't mean he can't pop up and win one here and there but the the idea of the, of the weekly grind um you know going out there being like vj singh and trying to finish in the top 10 every week that, that didn't happen uh father time catches up number one number two he's he's bigger than just a golfer he's a global entity just being tight wouldn't that be great just to make millions just being you just your name, your brand, fly around, make appearances. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's, that's what he can do. You know, design golf courses. Um, you know, that's what he's built in his 20s to, to be able to do that. So I, I think, you know, we'll be lucky to see him in probably two of the four majors this year, to be honest. Who's What's the better course that you played on? A, a Jack Nicholas golf course or a Tiger Woods golf course? I've never played a Tiger Woods golf. I'd like to go up there to Branson, but A, they're hard to get on that, that new one. Mm-hmm. Um and B, it's really expensive. I, I'm not quite ready to, to shell out 300 plus to play a round of golf. What's the most that you paid for a round of golf? Ooh, my wife listing right now. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because I have friends that literally have to put money in a different account in order. And it's uh, not anything bad, but it's just to play that round of golf that's, say, five or $600. Probably... Probably somewhere at Destin, because if you don't have a Florida driver's license and you step to the counter in Destin, they get you pretty good. Uh, probably $150, $200 for one of those courses there. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought you were going to say. No, now, listen, if if there was a group of my buddies and they want to go to Pebble, and I think it's six, six plus now to play at Pebble, uh, I'd be all in. I've gotten to play some nice courses, including like Southern Hills, but I didn't have to pay for that. That's the the nice. course that's eluded me that I can't seem to get my hands on a tea time or know someone that could you know take me because you can't just get in is a lotion, uh, but there is no green. I mean, you got to know somebody. So those are the courses that that you really want to play. the The ones that you want to play are the ones there is no, you know, the green fee is not even consideration. Yeah, the 
as you say, know someone. That's uh, I mean, but if if you know, if we had a, if I was out in California, the Razorbacks were playing. I had a chance to go play Pebble. Yeah, I'd chill out the the six hundred. My well, brother played Tory Pines, and it was several hundred. What Teddy shoot? Ago. I don't know. So he lied to you. He said he shot eighty two, and he shot ninety five. No, I mean, you know, we don't care at this point. Just about having time, drinking a few cold ones. I think. Would you be mad if you played a course like that and had like your worst round ever? Yeah. I mean, you want. I mean, if if you were lucky enough to play one of those courses you always dreamed of, you want to have a productive round. Yeah. No, I get on that. Let's talk about this uh, question that Bruce posed this morning. He's setting Arkansas's win total at over under six football wins next year. If you pull up the schedule for next season, you got to go to Gainesville, take on the Gators in the Swamp, got to go to Alabama, take on the Crimson Tide, to LSU, early LSU. Weird seeing that in the schedule. You play LSU really early this year. But you do have three cupcakes. You do have BYU at home. That's your non-conference game that's supposed to be a quality opponent or whatever, which I don't know what they look like next year. If I told you that the over-under for Arkansas win total next year is at six, are you saying that's too low or too high as... We're sitting here on December the thirtieth. Well, I mean, how could I mean, a until you get all the roster settled? I don't know how you can really give a definitive answer yeah. until you get your coaching staff completely settled. And I, you know and how much that affects the win total could be argued, but uh, you know, right now it's it's about right. Goldilocks, just right. I mean, because what you're asking is, are we going to be better or worse next year? And six is the number you need to improve on in the regular season. So I'd say that number, I have no problem with arguing that. And I bet when Vegas comes out and bet Saracen has them and everybody else puts their odds up uh, later on in the summer, what's the win-loss total going to be? Probably six mm-hmm. and a half over-unders where you're going to have to choose from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's five and a half, you, you, go, you hammer the over, right? I would think so. Six and a half, you pause, yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. I think what you said, and Clay always brings this up, it's really hard to make an assessment of a certain team this far out because of the roster, injuries, and whatnot. So I think your point's valid. you got to wait and see to what that looks like. Well, you've made the point that the over-under for winning the SEC in basketball is maybe 13-14 wins. Well, Arkansas is in on at least on track to do that, and that's why we're welcoming in John Walsh, who's Jordan's dad this morning. John, really appreciate your time as we close out 2020. 22 with you i think uh, the first question i have is a true freshman watching your son play i know there's points he struggled or how have you seen him get in a rhythm these last couple of games wow well thank you first off thank you guys for having me uh, it's truly an honor it, it has really been fascinating to watch him develop and i've seen this happen many many times over the years in his career how he's just kind of picked up momentum and started to hit his stride. And uh, it's really fascinating to watch that happen unfold here with the Razorbacks. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think about what he did against Oklahoma and Tulsa and then rounded it out with his best game in Little Rock, a game I was in attendance for, and I knew you were. And I was actually watching Chuck do the post-game interview with him as the player of the game, and you're just kind of sitting right behind him. How unique of a moment is that to watch your son have this much success in the last couple games as a true freshman? I I think I could describe it as a parent, a father's dream come true. Um, When you know how much work he's put in, when you've watched him through the years, all the blood, sweat, and tears, effort that goes into it, and to see it finally come to fruition – to see his dreams realized, it, it's really um, a dad's dream come true. Take us back a year or more. Um, tell us what the recruiting process was like for, for you and your son and the family. And, uh, you know, I think it's different when you're at the level he was coming out and going into prep school and in the NIL world. What what was that process like for you and him? Uh, it was it was really a whirlwind. Um, once the... Uh, the recruiting tour, if you will, began. Um, we started to really get to dive deep into some of the programs and the coaches' philosophies and, and travel and see the different universities. It, it was really a whirlwind. and uh, uh, We learned so much about NCAA basketball through that time, but it was overwhelming at the same time. So we had to really take time to digest everything that, that we've taken in and um, boil it down to, okay, what, what's really important for us? What's really important for Jordan Walsh? And that process uh, took a lot of deliberating, took a lot of thought and 
and consideration, and most of all, it took a lot of prayer. And uh, we were able to work through it, boil it down, and uh, uh, obviously Arkansas Razorback and Eric Musselman was the choice for best choice for Jordan. How did you navigate the the newly founded, if you will, NIL landscape? When there's, you know, not a lot of people you can call, how did y'all deal with this three or four years ago or two or three? I mean, it's so new. How, what was your process of navigating this this elephant in the room, which is NIL? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, it was like uh, treading water in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of guideposts, a whole lot of moorings, a whole lot of anchors. It was just uh, like trying to figure something out that was brand new. And uh, we really did not have a real great understanding of it because of, there wasn't a whole lot of rules uh, as we were introduced to it. So we just kind of followed our heart and um, we want to keep the main thing the main thing. The NIL was not the main thing for us. Um, uh, we had other things that were on the top of priority list for us. And uh, NIL was like the uh, icing or cherry on top, if you will. We're talking with John Walsh this morning, Jordan's dad. Is Arkansas basketball has just played their first conference game, looking to have it a strong season once again under Eric Musselman. So Trevin Brazil goes down, John. And I know Jordan doesn't wish that on his teammate, but in this case, he has to step up. He has to play more minutes. He's now looked upon more to score. How do you think he's kind of reformulated his role with the team since Trevin's gone down? Well, I think for Jordan... You know, uh, he's, he's a basketball player, and he's always been trained to do exactly what his team and his coaches need of him. And, and for Jordan, that's exactly what he's going to do. If his coach says, hey, we need you to fill this role, we need you to fill this void, or whatever his team and his coaches really need for him to do, uh, that's going to be a strong desire, and that's what he's going to try to go out there and accomplish uh, every night, game in, game out. John, one of the things that I know that Razorback players' families enjoy is the camaraderie amongst fans. And I saw a picture you posted in Maui of an Arkansas fan with a pig hat. I know you were excited uh, just to go down that trip. What was that trip and experience like for you and your family? And what have you noticed about Razorback fans since coming here from Texas? (laughs) That trip was amazing. And that gentleman, that I actually met him in the airport, and I was just so impressed with, uh, his whole uh, Razorback swag and the hat just uh, topped it all off. But um, Razorback fans have been amazing. Uh, even during the recruiting trail, when we would come down for a game and visit, um, we saw how enthusiastic uh, and all in the fans were and how much they loved their Razorbacks. And it was just different. It was just different from anywhere else we'd ever been. And uh, down to the person uh, everyone's been so kind and opening, open uh, and welcoming uh, to to Jordan and our family. And uh, it's just been a, a real genuine experience that, that we've really enjoyed. He seems to have a bond and a friendship with Nick. And I, I would guess that one of the reasons that y'all also heavily considered Arkansas was that relationship. I remember, I think it was the Tennessee or Mississippi State game last year where Nick and Jordan were in attendance after they had either signed and committed with Arkansas. What's that been like, just developing that friendship and relationship and uh, just to see that continue? Yeah, you know, many of you all know that uh, Jordan and, and Nick and A.B., they've, they've kind of built relationships uh, on the uh, all-star, all-American trail, if you will. They've encountered each other at different camps and, and McDonald's All-Americans and, and those kinds of things. So they start to strike up a relationship through all of that. And uh, so, so they began to uh, be get, get familiar with one another. And uh, so I think it's, it's been really special. Uh, for all of them to get a chance to play together at the highest level of basketball uh, after going through uh, the gauntlet, if you will, of what they've experienced over the last year. John, we'll leave it there this morning. And speaking of special, Jordan's been special these last couple games. We hope to see him continue that on in conference play, and uh, we'll catch up down the road, okay? Excellent. Thank you, guys. Have a happy new year. Happy re- new year to you as well. Really so. appreciate John Walsh, yeah. Jordan's dad, joining us this morning. I thought the uh, the comment about Razorback fans, we heard Jordan and Ricky talking about that fall in the Oklahoma game. They follow us to Africa. I, I would say that's probably <laughs> the case since they go to Europe, Tulsa, San Fran, Buffalo. 
doesn't matter if Arkansas basketball is playing, we'll follow. Hey, I want to take a minute to tell you about Baxter Regional Medical Center. It's now known as Baxter Health. So if you've seen the signs changing, you've seen changes in their social media and website, uh, don't worry. When it comes to health and healing, there's no place like home. And Baxter Health uh, provides compassionate care beyond measure like they have for years. And that's that's just their mission. mission because when it feels like home, uh, it just heals like home. And right in central north central Arkansas, Baxter Health is there for you, whether it's neurosurgery cardiothoracic surgery, uh, urology, orthopedics, infectious disease, pain management, the list of specialties go on and on and on with Baxter Health. And they have uh, family medicine and physical therapy clinics that are accepting new patients throughout their 11 counties that they serve in Arkansas and Missouri. Hey, for more information, go to baxterhealth.org. That's baxterhealth.org. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. Hunter Yurchek shared what looked like an email, Tommy, from Steve Shaw yesterday that the Quincy McAdoo targeting call that would have had him suspended for Western Carolina next season has been rescinded from the SEC, and he will not be suspended for the first half of that game next year. So this is part of the national review with targeting that we we talked about going into the year. Um We've seen the process work a few ways. It didn't take long. It, I thought what was interesting was the first sentence. The SEC initiated uh, this review, and Steve Shaw didn't take long to look at the tape and, and uh, determine it wasn't targeting. I wish there had been maybe a little more explanation. That email was not intended for the fans. It got put out that to, to there, but I wish there had been maybe a little further explanation so that we all understand why that play wasn't because in the end we still saw what McAdoo's helmet and the crown of it make contact with Daniels. None of us really thought it was targeting other than that one thought, you know, well, maybe, but when you talk to people around it and that are near it, that touch it on a weekly basis in college football, they said wasn't close. So uh, I think educating the fans a little bit more about what we saw there would be, uh, would be maybe the next step in that communication. It's football playoff and bowl season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. With 64-inch TVs everywhere, cold beer, delicious burgers, and you-know wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch all the playoff and bowl games. So bring the gang and join us this playoff and bowl season at our Conway, Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, and Fort Smith locations. Buffalo Wild Wings, your home for the big games. Roar! First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. So you think about great memories. Not only was that one against Gonzaga a lot of fun, just that whole NCAA tournament lead up to unfortunately losing to Duke was fun. But how about when you beat the number one team in the country? The screen drives right side, step back, deep three, That was a Zeb Wilson video who does a great job for the Arkansas basketball, football. I think he does baseball as well. You think about where Arkansas basketball was this year. You beat the number one team in the country. You beat the number one overall seed. And you beat your arch rival in Kentucky. It was a special year for Razorback basketball and Eric Musselman. And a team that you didn't know what was going to happen early in the conference play. And even kind of mid-conference, mid-non-conference play, Tommy. Would all of that be enough this year? Would all of that be enough this year? I think, listen, no coach is ever going to come out and say this is the floor we need to hit. I, I think fans would be satisfied consensus within Elite Eight again. I, I think there's some of you that really want a Final Four. Listen, dude, I want a Final Four too. I want to be in Houston. I want to be around Razorback fans and get to feel what y'all felt 94-95. 
But the, I, I mean, Moss always brings it up. Every coach brings it. It is so hard to win a game in the NCAA tournament, much less make it to a Final Four, which you haven't done in 25-plus years. And so many things have to go your way. What do you think? Well, I think this is a special team. It's it's a one-off. I think I think it's final. I think it's like a lot of people said, final four or bust in, as far as meeting expectations. I mean, if you get to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, you've had a failure of a season if that's as far as the road goes. But um, And I don't know if, if expectations are shifting with Nick Smith's uncertainty, Trevin Brazil out. No one really was talking about, hey, Trevin Brazil's going to be the reason you're in the, the final four. But everybody was talking about the young guys. Uh, turned out he became a main component yeah. very early on uh, after watching him play. His game went to another level. I don't know. I think, you you know, right now, people are like you. This this team will not play together as it is now ever again at Arkansas. So it's your one chance right mm-hmm. now to kind of do something you, you obviously hadn't done since 1995. Yeah. So I think that's still kind of the, the, the consensus – Expectation. Here's my whole thing, and basketball is a weird thing. You got basically three seasons within a season. You got non-conference play, you got conference play, and you got postseason play. And I think it's more unique than any other sport, football, basketball, baseball. I think it's that. What I think is going to happen is they're going to have some struggles like they did on Wednesday night, and then they're going to get on a run like they have the last two years. And the expectations are going to dip to like a Sweet 16, and then they're going to ramp back up to an Elite Eight Final Four. You're so reliant on true freshmen in Jordan Walsh and Anthony Black, as you were two years ago with Moses Moody. Last year was kind of different. Must brought in some transfers and some older guys, J.D. Note, Stanley Amude. Jalen Williams was much more than a true sophomore at that point. This year, though, the ball is going to be primarily in the hands of a true freshman. Nick, when he comes back, and I expect him to come back, is looked upon as your primary go-to scorer. And your most versatile player, with Trevin being out, is also a true freshman in Jordan Walsh. That's asking a lot of 18-year-old young men. Just just telling no, you like I'm, it is. Oh, well, nothing more, like for, it me, is. Nothing more for me to say <laughs> then, sir. I mean. I mean, that's just the truth, right? He says, question mark. <laughs> After, that's just like it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, obviously the Nick Smith situation is is one we just don't have an answer to at this point. And I think that affects what people think. Because he's an in-state player. We put them on a little bit different pedestal. Uh, we always have and we always will. But I just believe that Muss and this staff and this program just find a way at the end. You're right about the breaking up the three seasons, but you got to do enough over these next, I guess, 17 games in SEC play, you know, to get yourself in a seed position to have the success we're talking about. Generally, teams beyond four on the four seed line and, and back don't make Final Fours. Not that it doesn't happen. We obviously know plenty of examples of it happening, but the odds are against you, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want the odds against you. You want the odds with you. So. Um, you know, you. I think you got to be in that twelve, thirteen win range to put yourself in a conversation. And and listen, I think the SEC as it sits right now and looks, dude, you could have a team that finishes eleven and seven in this league. I guess it'd be twelve and six. That's not even getting that first day by at the SEC tournament is the five seed. They could still end up being like a five seed on the bracket and be a very dangerous team in this. And I don't know who that – that could be Arkansas, it could be Mississippi State, or it could be Tennessee. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think this league has got seven or eight really good teams, and there's going to be, unfortunately, somebody that's a darn good team is going to end up in the NIT this year that out of the SEC because there's just mm-hmm. not going to be enough seats when the music stops. I think the question you need to ask yourself is do you think collectively – the Arkansas Razorback Athletic Department is going to have a better 2023 than they did 2022. 2022 is great. You won the Outback Bowl in Tampa, and I know that was part of the 21 season, but you did it in 22. You went to the College World Series semis, basically, in baseball. Mm-hmm. You went all the way to the Elite Eight again in basketball. Your softball team made a Super Regional. Your soccer team went the Elite Eight. Your track and field team, that's a wagon like it is every year. I mean, there were so many good things that happened for that athletic department. 
I don't know if they'll surpass that collectively in 2023. So let me ask you this question. What was the bigger deal on Wednesday night? Winning the Liberty Bowl against Kansas or losing the basketball game against LSU? What was the what was the bigger deal? I I mean, my personal thing, I'm always going to say the basketball thing, but I we took more calls and conversation on yesterday and post game with me and Derek on Wednesday night about football. So it's always well, because no one watched the basketball game in its yeah. entirety. They saw the tail end. I, I, I would probably still say half. I would probably still say it's the football just because it's a postseason game, even though it's dwindled down and kind but of shrunk the, a little bit. But the bit. consequences of the game. Forget about fan reaction. Yeah, that. The fan, forget about fans and calls and texts. What was the bigger consequence Wednesday night? Probably the uh, the basketball game because that you hurt your chance again. Every every little every little game that you drop. I said that one a little game. Every game you drop is one less shot at a two seed. This team's not going to get a one seed. I just I, I can't see them getting a one seed. You're aiming for a two seed this year. You've been a three back to back years. You want that two seed this year. You want to be in Kansas City for the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight. So every little game that you drop or have a chance to lo- win and you don't, that's less of a chance. It's not the end of the world. You dropped in conference last year. I don't. I think you won two years ago. But yeah, I would say based on consequence, how you framed it's that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and that, that that's the answer that uh, that I was looking for uh, or wanted affirmed in my mind because. Um, you know, I don't get the cart too front of, far in front of the horse because we've we've seen Arkansas lose its opening SEC game and still go on to to greater things. But we know that this year the difference in we keep coming back to this thirteen or fourteen win number. The yeah. difference in thirteen and twelve, or the difference in thirteen and fourteen, could be huge in where you end up, kind of in the pecking order out of this league. I think it's going to be that tight, that much parity. Um, and maybe maybe two or three teams will separate themselves out, but it's going to be those teams that find a way to win the games like you lost the other night, and that's the, that's the thing. Who can win those games on the road? I, I'm still very hopeful that this team's going to be a, a three seed or better because I think last the other night I don't want to say it was a one off because Arkansas's got problems shooting the three, and they've not been great, but they've been a lot better than four of twenty five. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't believe that that's going to be the issue consistently moving forward as being being that poor at shooting the threes. And they'll 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 fix that where they're not going to shoot twenty five of those if you're not hitting any. And if Nick comes back, I think he'll add to that. Now the thing you have to think about with this basketball season and the schedule that awaits the the rest of us in two thousand twenty three. Last year you got Kentucky at home. You got Auburn at home. Now you have two games against the Wildcats this year, one at home, one on the road, but you go to Auburn, you go to Tennessee, Tigers and Vols don't come here. You get one shot at their place. Now, the Alabama game's on the road and at home. You play them at home first, then you play them on the road. So you do have that benefit. But some of the best team, two of the better teams in the SEC being the Tigers and the Vols, you have to go to their place. And you all have to go to Rupp, which is not... Listen, I make fun of Rupp because it's a bunch of old people that occasionally get up and down, but that's not going to be an easy place to play, especially how that game ended last year. Well, you make you will make up for the other night, you win your next three. I mean, and that would more than do it. So I mean, you go Missouri, Auburn, Alabama. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That'd be a good I mean, stretch. To that'd be that'd be a home win, then a road win at Auburn. To me, more than more than covers up the road loss at LSU. And then you got to win a game at home of, of like Alabama, and, and that's going to be a I think an an atmosphere similar to what you had with Auburn last year. Mm-hmm. I think particularly if you want now if you lose to Missouri and you you lose to Auburn, that's going to take a lot of it off. Yeah, but you win these next two, I think that that Wednesday night the uh, was it the 11th is going to be special. Um ha- has the makings to yeah. be at least. No, absolutely. So, I I that, it, it if you could awesome. do that and that's a huge if. I mean, that's asking yeah. that's asking more than a ton. But you got to start finding ways. I know it's early. You've played one game. I, I don't want to overreact, and I don't think I am, but I think every game is critical, even though you play 18 of them. Um, you've got to kind of get back on even footing in this league. And, and, and listen, they're saying the same thing at Kentucky right now. You know, we got they're trying to figure walloped out. Yeah. against Missouri the other night. At, at, least, at least you can look and say, I mean, yes, LSU beat you, but there's a lot of things Arkansas did to beat themselves. We just talked about the three-point shooting. So... Uh, that was a physical, tough game the other night, and I think Arkansas just, you know, going to find a way uh, and shoot them, shoot the other teams out of zones because they're going to see zones a all lot. year long until they prove 
otherwise. Hey, our friends at Arvest Bank have been uh, great partners for many of you and have been since 1961 when they uh, first opened as the Bank of Bentonville. And here we are fast forwarding from 1961 to basically on the doorstep of 2023 here in just, uh, you know, a little less than two days. And Arvest Bank is always there, whether it's for your home and, you know, your, your personal checking account or that car loan or maybe a mortgage for your home or mortgage services, they're there. If you, if you run a business or you manage a business and you need a great bank that's convenient, maybe you've got multiple locations. Uh, one of the great things about Arvest, there's one in nearly every town in this state, it seems like. So there's one close by to take your deposit needs and treasury management and business credit cards and commercial loans and deposit services and on and on and on. Hey, Arvest Bank is ready to help and they wish you a happy new year. Arvest Bank member FDIC, equal housing lender. Find them online at arvest.com. So we were talking about the college football playoff games and the Alabama-Kansas State game earlier. Tommy, some of the other college football games this weekend, next couple days. Notre Dame at South Carolina, which is a three-and-a-half-point underdog, the Gamecocks. No Gamecocks. Uh, I know you sold our Cotton Bowl tickets with Tulane and USC. That's the uh, that's the January second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Mississippi State against Illinois. I know some Arkansas fans will be watching that with Brett Bielema and unfortunately the late Mike Leach, who's no longer with us, being coached by Dave Arnett. Or I think that's his name. Zach Arnett. Arnett. Zach Arnett. Excuse me. The uh, Bulldogs coached by them. And you got LSU at Purdue. Purdue is going to be coached by at some point. And uh, what's that, guys? It's the Illinois former defensive coordinator. Under Brett, and I cannot think of his Ryan Walters. I think that's his name. Uh, LSU is a fourteen and a half point favorite in that one. So there's some good games this weekend that I'm going to watch. Uh, college football kind of coming to an end after not next Monday, but the following Monday night will be concluded with the national championship. I'm I'm going to be pretty locked into college football and New Year's this weekend, man. dude. I'm just glad it's going to be like spring weather. I'm going to sit outside. I'm going to get a fire going in the fireplace. Get two TVs up and rolling. There you go. I mean, it's going to be like fall weather again for for a couple of days. Six, you know, in the sixties in the River Valley, going to be in the in the fifties in Northwest Arkansas. It's going to be nice. You got to so, let the youngsters stay up till midnight at your house. They're a little a little younger the youngsters. than youngsters. They're a little younger than well, uh, Grandpa. Sean's I kid. think I might. You know, the youngsters. Why didn't them, I mean, them whippersnappers? I don't. I can't remember what age I was allowed to stay up till midnight. I. I I honestly can't. So I didn't know like how you how you and Laura Listen, do it at your house. They're on Christmas bit. break right now. They kind of run their own schedule right now. You know. So you're you're a chill parent. What she being? What, what does that mean? You, you Define like that for me in your in your in your uh, millennial terms. You don't have a curfew. Well, they they're 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 eleven and twelve. What you, what you think they're out on this the road all night? Out driving around? I mean, my curfew, like, I think expanded like 30 minutes. I think it was like 11.30 my senior year. Maybe it was 12. But, I mean, it expanded like 30 minutes from the middle school out, basically. It was like 9. Well, they don't nine. leave the house. I mean, they're 11 and 12. So, I mean, you know. But I didn't know if they fraternized with the neighborhood kids or like they, that's what I'm asking. Well, the neighborhood kids are 11 and 12. So, that, I mean, I don't know where they're going. But uh, I think what you're really driving or what should be, you know, how, how late can I stay up on Xbox? As late as you don't, as long as you don't wake me up, you're good. You can stay as late as you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dad. You start waking me up, I've got this button on my phone I can turn the internet off. So, I, I, my dad. You want to talk about getting people's attention in my house? Wake me up. Just get this. No, just get. you. Uh, I get on the, the, the app on my phone and turn the internet off, which I got a button on my phone. I could sit here right now. And, that's how you get people's attention. Fire alarms. Dad. Uh, turn the light now. You turn the internet off. You can shut the water off in the house. They won't care. Yeah, you turn the internet off. Everybody's uh, everybody's trying to figure out what happened. I had an hour limit of Xbox when I was in high school until I think my my senior year or whatever, and and I think it was middle school as well. And I I love my dad. He's salt to the earth, best guy I ever know. But I wanted to kill him for the majority of my middle school and high school adolescence because he wouldn't let us get Xbox Live, which I know oh. Dylan is. Is part oh, of I, think I got senior. like a monthly subscription. Yeah, I know. I was just like that. I get these charges on my credit card, and I, I don't know. It's just know. like XYZ China. Da, 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 no, 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 no. They're, they're from like Microsoft Xbox, you know. They, they got, I don't know what they got, you know. So you're getting railed by 
Laura and Amazon, and then Dylan's railing you by mm-hmm. Microsoft yep. and Xbox. Crushing me. It's just part of being a father and a husband, Crushing I guess. So being, Swipe being the a, card. Being a dad in the modern day world. So, But what do you do? Tell them no. <laughs> and then what? You bought him an Xbox. You're not going to let him play it? Unfortunately, everything you buy anywhere, I mean, you buy a car. It comes with subscriptions because you got to have OnStar. You got to have what it, Nav's not as important anymore. You got to have, you know, <laughs> sa- satellite, whatever. Yeah. You know, er- everything comes with a, a subscription these days. Think Re- about it. As you buy payments. your kid an Xbox, it comes with a subscription, you know. My, uh, the only thing I have that I have to pay regularly. You get an Apple iPhone. What's it come with? Yeah. A monthly subscription. I got to pay for like health insurance. I got to pay for my phone bill. And I got to pay rent. And I think that's it. Car's paid off. I don't have a house payment. That's well, you're not living in the real world, then. <laughs> it's coming. I mean, I'm, I'm bracing for it. I'm saving up for it. Well, you're around me. I'm trying to get out of the friend zone. So, yeah. New Year's resolution, yeah. bro. Out of the friend zone. It's, a, it's, it's you might be almost the one as bad as in hell. the world that has that New Year's resolution. Hey, we're zone, all rooting man. for you. you I know? don't know. Well, it didn't sound like it, it there. Well, I mean, where's, I, I, the, hey, where's hey, the camaraderie amongst hey, the SNR? I'm all to... for you because I get tired of the questions. You know, hey, what's wrong with Ty? You know, I never yeah, seen him with. Good li- well, he just hadn't cared about it to this point, but I'm 28. It's 2023. Might as well. I, you know, I, 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 have to, to I have to get you back and defend you everywhere I go. I've had priorities other other points in my life and now and i just made zach and Derek's show for the rest of the day they don't have to prep for bleep today well i mean the easy explanation and everybody says well you're right is well you know he's just a dork i mean i mean if you just say that then you know oh okay you know this on. smile this hair this bubbling personality you don't associate that it's with all a of dork. a facade it's all a facade it's just on air <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been presented by bet online this podcast is an exclusive property of pearson broadcasting it may not be copied reproduced modified published uploaded reposted transmitted or distributed in any way without pearson broadcasting's prior written consent subscribe to the hit that line podcast network the best podcast in the natty state just search hit that line wherever you listen to podcasts brought to you by breeden rv center Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.